Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let you look at it. Where you see Dan Snyder looking into selling the franchise. And you used to yeah. work no, So I look at it like, wow, the organization's worth that much? And, you know... I couldn't get free coffee? Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and we open the show with your commanders somehow still catching strays. By, by the way, they deserve every stray they <laughs> catch. Yes, yes. I don't there, know if there's, there's strays not, There's anymore. not enough strays to, you know, uh, out there. They absolutely should. I love Mike McDaniel. By the way, like, I can't believe they charge for coffee. By the way, NBC Universal, which is worth so much, you know what they do? What? Free pretzels, free popcorn when you sure. go to the when you go to the we go to the cafeteria, right? What's better than what's better than free pretzel Wednesday? A lot of investigations going on into the commanders. I'd like this coffee situation investigated because that's an absolute disgrace. It's pretty bad luck. It it had better be mentioned in the Mary Jo White investigation. (laughs) That's what I want. Just like a little footnote. Asterisk at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. We're still waiting. Morale was low. There was not well caffeinated. Mike McDaniel approval rating just through the roof. (laughs) The most has to be the most likable coach we've ever had. He's unbelievable (laughs) at the at the at the press conference, everything like that. I think I, I think I told you guys this, but like at the combine, it was unbelievable. They um, uh, probably the best moment of the combine uh, was somebody asked him about. I think it might have been Aaron Rodgers, but somebody else. They asked him. They asked him about a, a player um, that that hadn't been declared. It maybe wasn't Rodgers, but it was a player that hadn't been declared for free agency. That hey, what does Miami think about so and so? And Mike McDaniel was just like. Uh, Pretty sure he's on another team, and that's a tampering charge. <laughs> Are you trying to get me fined for a tampering charge? You know, and just like sort of lean, lean, leaned into it, and you know, oh, I know what it was. It was um, it was who's the kid for the Bills that was that had openly said he wanted to play for the was it uh, Poyer? Who was it that wanted to say they wanted to play for the Dolphins? Might have been, even though Poyer ended up going back. I know, but yes. was, I think <laughs> it was been. right, and. Uh, Anyway, so I think he wasn't fooled him. either yeah, way. Yeah, you know, exactly. Mike good delivery, Mike Very, It was good. Yes. He's just he's yeah. He's got an odd cadence, but it works for him. Yes. And um, very good comedian. He's going to have a great career in the media. It's a shame you couldn't get the plays in on time in the playoff game in Buffalo. But outside of that, he had a fantastic first year. Yeah, he really did. Well, fellas, we got to kick this show off with the biggest news, and that is no surprise. We are starting with Lamar Jackson has requested a trade, and it's not. 
really a sense of he just did this. Apparently, he did this quite some time ago. Yeah. But waited to go on a bit of a tweet thread right before his head coach was speaking this week, and this was what Lamar had to say. Why do you uh, think fans is capitalized? Uh, they're important. <laughs> is that what it is? Yes. They're okay. distinguished, right? Don't you capitalize things that are distinguished? Yeah. Matthew never capitalizes my names in text. But uh, yeah, well, take there you a go. hit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all of the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. That's for me, too. Let me personally <laughs> answer your questions in regards to my future plans. As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization, for which the Ravens have has not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that's met me or been around me know I love the game of football, and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You are all great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Super Bowl not capitalized. The word C (laughs) is capitalized. Um, But uh, that is bearing the headline, as they say. That's big news. Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, demanding a trade. The truth is, is that they don't have to trade him. They don't have to trade him. He, they, you know, he's under the franchise pl- tag, and they could, you know, they could say we're not trading you, and then Lamar has a choice to either, you know, sit out and and forfeit a lot of money, uh, or go and play for the Ravens. But it feels like, feels like this is coming to an end. You know, one of the things that I wrote in my combine column was that I had heard from a source, basic thing that the Ravens were were a little sick of Lamar as well, that there was frustration on their side. You know, again, this is all rumors. I'm not reporting it as news, but I'm just saying, like, one source had told me that their sense was that they had heard that the Ravens were um, annoyed with Lamar as well, whether it was the fact that he didn't have proper representation or, you know, official representation that they felt like they could deal with or just frustration on the the games missed or the, um, you know, just the lack of uh, progress in making a new deal, whatever it was, it just... It feels like Lamar Jackson's time in Baltimore has come to an end. We'll say the trade request tweet, um, I think it's a little bit blunted by the report that came out pretty shortly after from yes. NFL Network that he continues to negotiate with the Ravens. So I would think that there is an element certainly of just gamesmanship. But it could be also, they could be negotiating a sign and trade sure. as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that that's also within the, you know, and within the realm of possibility. So... You can say it's a little bit of gamesmanship, but that's a big... Again, you think about Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson was like, I don't want to trade. No, 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 I love it in Seattle. Meanwhile, all the reporting was like, no, and behind the scenes, Russell Wilson's like, get me the hell out of here. And then, you know, and then his agent was like, well, if he was traded, he wanted to go to one of these four teams or blah, 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 blah. And like, um, even Aaron Rodgers, you know, with his dissatisfaction, you know, prior to, you know, mending fences with the Green Bay, you know, like... I'm frustrated with some of the decision-making. Like, rarely do you see a player come out and blatantly say, especially a player of that stature, come out and say, like, no, I requested to be traded. I want out. You'll see me again, Baltimore Ravens flock, but I'm out of here, which is basically what he's saying. Yeah. Right? And don't you think it – I mean, maybe it is gamesmanship, Jay, but, Connor, don't you guys think that, like, if a week from now they're like, Hey, I've signed a you know six-year, hundred eighty million dollar deal with the Ravens. Doesn't Lamar Jackson look foolish? Like maybe I, he doesn't care because he's 
got whatever money he's gotten. But yeah, I guess I'm so accustomed to the NBA where this happens all the time, and then players just end up with the same team where they've requested a trade. And this situation is different, but it's just so hard, Connor, to envision. Like, what's the resolution here? Because he's not going to get the contract that he wants from anyone. Not from anyone, but you wonder how much can he more can he squeeze out of an external team. I think that's what it's come down to. Is Baltimore has set a line. He is not willing to go down to that line and wants to see what his external options are. And that market hasn't existed yet either because teams could speak to him. No, right I mean, now. some. I, you know, Chris Mortensen, my, my friend and uh, colleague, former colleague from ESPN, tweeted out something about the fact that, you know, there's some concern among, uh, you know, that he spoke to some owners that the NFL owners meeting is, is currently going on right now and that, you know, he talked to a few owners about, about Lamar Jackson's situation. And there was some concern about the amount of missed time that he's had. Yep especially when you consider, like, it's a massive price tag. Because it's not just about, like, hey, we've got to give Lamar a ton of money and obviously a lot guaranteed, whether he gets the amount of guaranteed money that Sean Watson got or not remains to be seen, probably unlikely. But the fact is, is you're going to have to pay Lamar a lot of money, and then you're also going to have to pay the Ravens. Like, you're going to have to give up draft picks or assets or combination. So it's a big price tag. Now, he's 26 years old. He's a franchise quarterback in a league that has very few franchise quarterbacks. He's actually already won an MVP, right? He's also he's a guy that puts butts in the seats, right? I mean, like he sells he's a, jerseys. He's a, he, sell, he sells jerseys, right? He is he's an electric player. He is one of the faces of the league. He is a star in every sense of the word. So, uh, like, there's a case to be made. There's a strong case to be made that he would do a, a, a lot of franchises in the NFL well. Uh, but it is. It's interesting to see how this plays out. The other thing I'll just say, just weirdly, is like, you notice like pretty much every other team is sort of being m- numb or, or mum, I should say, except Washington, which is like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're out. <laughs> well, we weren't asking. We just want to point out we're out. Hey, want to ask you about Sam Howell? I appreciate you asking me about Sam Howell because you know we're out on Lamar Jackson. You're like, well, <laughs> you know, like, well, let's let's or, hear it. We do have the sound. I mean, like, for those that don't know what we're talking about, this was Washington's comments on the Lamar Jackson chase. We probably end up making serious contract offers, having serious discussions with somewhere between 10 and 20 of those guys each year. So there are a ton of talented players that um, that could help us, but we don't end up talking to for various reasons. And Lamar falls into that category. But we will not say what those reasons are. <laughs> no, right? But, and, like, yeah, there are players that could help us, but we don't talk to them. Why not? <laughs> Why would we not want to talk to players that could help us? It, it doesn't happen. It, not every deal is going to happen, but it just like, you know, like, I could just, can you imagine, like, hey, um, uh, Matthew, I'd love to have a meeting because we've got some ideas for Fantasy Football Happy Hour about how we can improve the show. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to take the meeting. Yeah. yeah. Sure, they're great. Uh, I'm sure they're great, but, you know, We're like, fine. I just, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, take the meeting. <laughs> Like, why do you not talk to players that can help? I don't understand that. It's very. What's silly. your job if you? What is your job if you're not talking to players that can help you? At the most important position in the sport. At the, by the way, a position that Washington has been in the desert, desperately searching for for a long, long time. Uh, we we prefer we prefer to spend twenty eight million dollars and a couple of picks on Carson Wentz. No, 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 no. <laughs> why would we want to talk to Lamar Jackson? We, we had Carson Wentz last year. Yeah. We've well, got a fifth-round rookie. It's, we, we got outbid for Taylor Heineke. <laughs> why would we want to... <laughs> we pivoted to yeah, why would you want to? Yeah, why 
yeah. a young yeah. unanimous MVP winner. We do actually have odds on the next team that Lamar Jackson will All end right. up at. Probably sure. not going to be the Washington Commanders, who are plus 1,000. But the Indianapolis Colts, Connor, are now the favorite, plus 225. Looks like they're not going to get uh, Stroud or Young in the draft. And so... I mean, Lamar and the Colts all of a sudden makes them pretty interesting in the AFC South. Patriots at, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson on any of these teams, obviously, you know, any one of these teams immediately becomes a contender. Uh, the Patriots at 450, I don't know if you saw the report, but Meek Mill, um, he's a rapper. Yeah, not a congressman. <laughs> he not, just, there was some confusion on the pre, uh, pre-show, on, uh, pre-show Which call Meek Mill we were discussing. by some production Senator personnel Mill. as to what Meek Mill does for a leaving. Meek Mill is a rapper and a very successful <laughs> one at that. Uh, according to uh, according to Meek Mill, Lamar Jackson would like to go to the Patriots. That is what Robert Kraft said that Meek Mill told him. By the way, I love the fact that Robert Kraft and Meek Mill text. I know and that's the buddies. best thing about it. It's so ridiculous. It's great. It's it's not but it's true. But but by the way, I 100% believe that oh, because sure. they're like Meek Mill and Michael Rubin, who is the CEO of Fanatics, are very close. Michael Rubin and Robert Kraft are also very close as well. So there's a there's a circle there. Mm-hmm. I have. I have been at a Fanatics party where I have seen Meek Mill, Michael Rubin, and uh, Robert Kraft all together. So I love that Meek is, uh, you know, a Patriots guy. Although, you know, Meek's from Philadelphia. I would assume he'd be an Eagles guy. But um, I think he is. But, there, yeah, for some reason he has the, the Patriots connection. As yeah, well. exactly. Uh, well, and they've got, a, they've got a quarterback. Philadelphia's got a quarterback all taken care of. Um, so there was an interesting, it was an interesting list there of uh, potential places for for Lamar Jackson. All of these teams immediately become Super Bowl contenders with uh, yes. Lamar Jackson, just immediately. What the did Patriots you guys think? Lamar, By the way, the, jet, the Jets are on there. Jets can are on ma- there. Can you imagine, like, if there's a, you know what? Swerve Screw off the highway. It is like, it's the meme of, like, yes. there's Aaron Rodgers and there's, like, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson. And it's like, <laughs> whoop, he's driving that way. Like, oh, man. Could you imagine? Yes. That's that what would I'm be amazing. For. Yeah. Joe Douglas did and come then, out and say they're not doing that. The Packers, I would love that just because the Packers and Aaron Rodgers Rodgers are stuck with each other yeah. in this $50 million. And he shows up. And he just shows up. He's just like, I want my $50 million. Yeah, I'm here. I'm he's just throw, like, he's, he just, he's carrying a bag of ayahuasca, and he's just like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'll, Having the time of his life. Gonna, camp, sit, yeah. yeah, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Screw you, Packers. A bag of ayahuasca. What did you guys think? I think this is, is the it first time. bag? I'm not 100% sure, but I would take the under .5 on coming in a bag. I don't believe so, but I could be wrong. I have not taken ayahuasca, but no. I, I assume you smoke it, right? I thought you Ingest drank it? it. I thought you drank it, but I could be wrong. Drank it? Again. It's been a we while. need an expert on this Someone panel. Can someone do the yeah. research on what, how, you, <laughs> yes. how, you, how, you, how you how you get ayahuasca into your body? Yeah. Either way, even if you drink it, it could be in a bag. Yeah. We need to text Meek Mill to text Aaron enough. Rodgers to find out yeah. how you yeah, get ayahuasca. It doesn't come in a bottle. You know what I mean? Like, if Maybe. you drink it, it doesn't come in a bottle <laughs> like of ayahuasca. Like a cocktail of hi- yeah. ayahuasca. Like, like yeah. CBS. What do I want? Do I want, like, a, do I want a nice red? <laughs> or, like, should I do the Camus? Or, like, oh, ayahuasca. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, oh man. Aaron Rodgers. It only took us two minutes to get off the rails <laughs> yes. today. I'm not even going to try to get <laughs> us back on. I'll just keep us moving. Just anyway, fine. the fact of the matter is, is that much to be done in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. I feel like, I feel like... It's interesting that the Ravens weren't listed as an odds. Like, I wonder what you could get odds on Lamar Jackson ends up playing for the Ravens this year. That would be interesting odds, too, right, in terms of what... I think they should still be the favorite. I think that's the I, most I do, too. That's are. what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, again, right, because there's some posturing, I, there's, if he doesn't get what he wants from someone else, and the Ravens aren't going to just give him away, obviously, so Ravens would just say, like, 
Lamar, you can play for us for $35 million or you can sit out. And again, remember, Lamar's been playing under his rookie deal, which is still nice, but he was the 32nd pick overall. He doesn't have the same kind of money as, like, Josh Allen. Right. Right, as some of the other quarterbacks that were taken in his year. So, you know, I don't know. That's, that's tough to sit out for $35 million. Ayahuasca is a herbal drink. Uh, it contains chemicals that affect the brain and might be unsafe. <laughs> Do not disclaimer. Drink it. Yeah, it's, disclaimer uh, from the show. It's delivered disclaimer. by a shaman as well. I don't know many shamans, um, but anyway. I do feel like I do it. feel like we're in the off season now, and so we're trying to sort of figure out what we do for the show next year going forward. Like well, you know, right? It. Well, listen, we've added Connor. Connor's a full time member yeah. of the show now. We're thrilled to have Connor. Me and you obviously are stuck here. Um, so, but <laughs> I do think that I do think a shaman would be a nice addition. <laughs> To the staff, we just throw, throw them back there. Yeah, put some ayahuasca right? on tap. Absolutely. Next to the Premier Lager. Right, exactly. The, the summer. Just, like, but can, we call, can we call Mr. <laughs> Applebee's and be like, hey. Any shaman? Right, we have yeah, an idea. exactly. Listen. We have an idea. And Applebee's like, going to be like, no, you know, we don't like, want Maybe ideas. for happy hour. Yeah. You know, because happy hour when you're, you know, when you're eating good in the neighborhood, like, you know, and you go, happy hour is great at Applebee's. Could, you, could they offer that? I'm asking. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they want our good ideas. <laughs> I bet you yes. they don't. Yes. I don't, I don't I think don't they know. do. The commanders don't <laughs> want good ideas. So, all right, let's keep yeah, moving along. They keep along. insisting. Just, it just feels like they insist a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think they, they doth protest too much. <laughs> they doth. You know, I was in a hostel in uh, Lima in Peru, and a group of people were going to do ayahuasca, and they asked me if I wanted to come, and they explained what happens, and I was like, I'm out. So I'm <laughs> completely out. Yeah. Well, you did hear them out. Yeah, I give you credit for that. Yeah, yeah, and I bailed. But yeah, anyway, Aaron Rodgers is a tougher man than me. It is, it is a, uh, I'm, you know, as anyone that's read me for a number of years knows that I'm a big Howard Stern fan. Yes. And so Robin Quivers, who's the co-host of that show, she has done ayahuasca, and that has become a long-running joke on the show mm. as well. Her experience, she just detailed her experience. <laughs> she enjoyed it, um, but it is a lot goes. There's just yeah. a lot goes in, and a lot goes out. Yes, that's candidly. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Disclaimer: right. This show is not encouraging you at home to <laughs> do, to partake in the I said it was cocktail unsafe. of yeah, it's it unsafe. unsafe. Ayahuasca is yeah, unsafe. Don't unsafe. do it. It's not good. All right, guys. Another name we got to get through here: Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Uh, Adam Schefter reported that he has narrowed his options down to the Eagles, Bengals, and Jets. But we did hear Robert Sala rule that out yesterday. So it seems like it could just be. Eagles and Bengals right now. Jay, is there a, a landing spot for Zeke that you're intrigued by, or do you think we're kind of past the point of him being this impact fantasy running back no matter where he ends up? I mean, if he ends up on the Eagles and just with the amount that they run, the amount of scoring touches that he's going to get, the fact that they've got Rashad Penny, who's a huge injury risk, then I think there's a pathway for Zeke being fantasy relevant. Like, he's probably going to be fantasy relevant as a touchdown dependent back wherever he goes, but I mean, the days of him being a workhorse back for some team is just done, I think. I would agree with that. Although Cincinnati becomes interesting as well. I, sure. I, I, there's a non-zero chance that Joe Mixon is on another team yeah. come, uh, uh, come fall. So with the fact that, um, the fact that Samaj P. Ryan has moved on, he's now a member of the Denver Broncos, and so Mixon's also dealt with injury issues as well. So if he goes to Cincinnati and Mixon leaves, for one way or the other, there, there's talks that he could potentially be cut or traded. He's got some off-the-field issues that he's dealing with as well. You know, listen, they have Chris Evans. They have former Texas A&M great Travion Williams. I love Travion Williams. Um, I've always waited for him to sort of get a shot. But, like, there's not much there beyond Joe Mixon where you would feel like if Ezekiel, even if Mixon stays, could he have some Ajay Pirine's role sure. from last year 
with maybe a little bit more touchdown equity given his skill set in the red zone. Uh, and obviously, if anything were to happen to Mixon either in season or between now and the start of the season, he becomes interesting as well in Cincinnati. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on see where Zeke ends up, of course, and what kind of workload he could be seeing next season. And another player, another Maybe he impact. goes to Baltimore. Maybe they decide no quarterback. Just they all just, running backs. Like, direct snap. All direct snap, <laughs> yeah. all running backs. It'd be very just five different, very, yeah, yes. just five different running backs. The Snoop just, Huntley-led Ravens offense in, yeah. in 2023. Zeke wouldn't have fumbled the, uh, the dive from That's Huntley at the goal line against Cincinnati. Ravens might be in the Super Bowl if Zeke is playing quarterback. Makes you think. Another high-profile veteran that is expected to be on the move, guys, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins. We've talked a lot about him. Uh, MMQB's Albert Breer reports that the Cardinals have now granted him permission to speak to other teams about a potential trade. We don't exactly have the list. We've heard rumblings of the Patriots, and that was kind of shot down. We've heard all different kinds of the rumblings Chiefs, of Hopkins. The, the that's the one. Com- that's the, the Chiefs that's keep the coming in, and you're that's just sort of like, yeah. that's, the, Bills, like yes. that's, the, that's the one where you're just kind of going, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Put DeAndre yeah. Hopkins in the Juju Smith-Schuster role. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how – I think Hop. Hopkins would play a lot more outside than, than Juju did. But still, regard, I mean, like, mm. he'd be in the – like, he's obviously a different player. He doesn't have the speed of a Tyreek Hill. But the fact of the matter is, is that Hopkins doesn't win on speed. He wins on size. And when, I mean, like, I just can imagine, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is saying, like, Hop, I'm going to throw it – hey, Hop, I'm going to throw it somewhere near you. And you, you just come – go. you go yeah. up and get it. And I'm sure DeAndre would be like – yeah, get it somewhere near me, and I'm coming down with it. Which is, by the way, what happens. Yeah. That, I, I mean, that would be – it, oh it feels like what's notable right now with Hopkins is the Bills and the Chiefs being in this. Hopkins is going to be a big-time fantasy-relevant player heading into next year. Coming off last year, the suspended year, when he came back and looked good, as we always discuss. Yeah. But Bills or Chiefs, guys, I mean, he'd be playing with an elite quarterback. Well, and, by the way, I mean, you just think about it from his point of view. Like, he's made a lot of money over his career, but, like – a lot of years in Houston. It hasn't gone the way he hoped for in Arizona. But now here's a chance to possibly win a Super Bowl if he goes to Buffalo or he goes to Kansas City or if there's another elite team. But feels like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be able to have a say in sort of where he goes. And so that becomes really interesting if he's on one of those superpowers in the AFC. Yeah, and he's like he's only 30. It's not like he's 35 <laughs> years old. Like He is only 30, and also he didn't have a full season that he's coming off in terms of wear and tear, even though he got a ton of targets. And yeah, particularly what he showed in those first two games back where he had you know over 100 yards in each of them and just looked like Nuke Hopkins yep. again. Um, and just the highlight reels, like the touchdown he caught against Minnesota, like he looked like the same guy. And so, yeah, he's going to be... I mean, if you put him in the Gabriel Davis just in that slot and move Davis across where Davis is now third in the pecking order, that team suddenly is just an absolute monster. Hopkins expected to be on the move. Two wide receivers that are not anymore. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Broncos coach Sean Payton told Tom Pelissero, we're not trading those two players when asked about them. I don't know if we can trust Sean Payton at this point. You're like, oh, they're not on the move. What do you mean they're not on the move? Just because, I think because they didn't every the NFL coach always tells the truth. Yeah. I, I, look, the fact of the matter is, is, again, this was something in my combine column. I was told they are quietly shopping Cortland Sutton. I think they'd prefer to move on from Sutton more than Judy for whatever reason. Money. But the fact, yeah, I mean, I think that, that's partially it as well. Um, but make no mistake, if they got a good offer for one of these guys, they're doing it. Now, they've said they still want a one for Jerry Judy, and you think about some of the, whatever, Elijah Moore got a fifth. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, some of, when you look at sort of the wide receiver market that's out there, it feels like it's pretty soft, and I don't think you're getting a, a one for Jerry Judy when you've seen some of the price tag of, of some of the other guys that have been in the move, not that Elijah – I mean, like, Hopkins won't 
get no, a big package. How, no, no, exactly. So, well, Jared Judy, and people would say money, but it's, you're talking about the impact of the player. Right. I mean, yeah, I think the Broncos did not get the price they wanted for either of these guys, like you said, Barry, and now they're holding on. Yeah, but I, I think that... That could change. Yes, it could certainly change based on what draft happens night. on draft day and everything like that. I think to your point, the big takeaway here and the thing to remember is that coaches do lie. They lie yes. all the time. Yeah. All uh, the time. Pete Carroll, his injury reports, like you just can't read anything right. into it at all. So I would not be expect wouldn't be going out and just locking in the big Jerry Judy Colton Sutton Denver Broncos jersey purchases for the family. Let's just see where they are at the start of the season. I also feel like this is just kind of a let's see, you yeah. know, let's you know, let's let's blank around and find out kind of year for Sean Payton in, in Denver, right? That's the actual official slogan yeah. of the Denver Broncos. Let's blank around and find season. out. Like, no, let's, it is a little bit of that, right? I'm just, I feel like he's just like, we'll see what we, can we, can we revive Russell Wilson? Can we get him back? Can we, let's see what we have in our offense. But, you know, they'll either be like, hey, we've got something here and we're going to build upon this. Or, you know what? Hey, we're going to tear it all down. We're going to get rid of Russ. We'll get rid of the receivers and we'll, we'll start anew. Uh, a year from now if it just doesn't go as well as planned. Another coach that spoke was uh, Colts head coach Shane Steichen. He said Gardner Minshew is coming in to just compete. We've heard the Colts connected to Lamar. We've heard the Colts connected to this quarterback class. They obviously signed Gardner Minshew as what we would presume to be a backup but the head coach not writing off that Minshew will have opportunity. Also just a bit of a slap to the face of Minshew with uh, the phrasing. He's just in here to compete. Like, yeah, yeah. If he ends up with the job, not great. But uh, I don't know. I think that we will definitely see some Minshew at some point this season. I think Minshew has shown that in spot starts, he can be fantasy relevant. Think back to the game he had against Dallas this season, filling in for Jalen Hurts, where like, he throws picks, he makes bad throws, but he also compiles a lot of stats and makes uh, a lot of the big throws too. So, yeah, I mean, the Colts are just a weird situation at the moment. Like, coming into last season, the Colts were minus 110 to win the division. They were favored over the field to win the AFC South. And now it seems they're rebuilding, but they've still got a lot of talented veterans. They've still got Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, offensive line that's not good, but Quentin Nelson's there, it'll get better. So they're just a weird team to track, I think. I agree. I agree. And we'll, so we'll see. I mean, like, just, we don't know. Um, I would not feel great about the Colts overall if Gardner Minshew were their starter for the year. No. But if, if he were, for what we care about, Gardner Minshew is good enough that he can get the ball to Michael Pittman. He can support a top 20 fantasy season for Michael Pittman. He can keep the offense on the field enough that Jonathan Taylor will be fine. You know what I mean? Like, he's not great, to your point. He's fun. But the NFL's <laughs> more fun with Gardner Minshew in it. It yes. just is, right? He's certainly fun. He's fun to watch and fun to root for. I agree with you that the skill level is not, you know, you know what he is? He's, he's a poor man's Taylor Heineke. Is what he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Not so what you want in the same, comparison. Same market. income bracket for me. <laughs> yes. Those two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the co- like, you know, I, I love don't me think some Heineke. But yeah, he, that's what he is. Yeah, like, he's, 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 he's Taylor Heineke, he's which not, is like, yeah. he's like, could you get by with him? You could. Uh, but ideally, you're aiming higher. Yeah, he's not like that much worse or worse at all than Carson Wentz was a couple of years oh. ago, where it looked like everyone, the Colts were everyone's like AFC sleeper with two weeks to go in the season with Carson Wentz. If, if they have to go in, I mean, like, I don't think I don't think Gardner Minshew is any worse than what they had last year. Like I think Gardner no, Minshew is no, is, is, is is as good, if not better, than Matt Ryan and uh, you know whatever Sam Ellinger and Nick yeah. Foles. Oh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I mean, right, I forgot about Nick, the Nick Foles. Everybody experience. does. Like, so did Planet Earth. Yeah, for the <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, Sorry, so Nick. by the way, Carson Wentz still available. He's and out there. Chance, Cindy. <laughs> there's a chance for a union. 
Let's make it happen. Uh, yeah, I think also if the Colts draft a developmental quarterback at that fourth pick or even if they trade back, I mean, Minshew is coming with Steichen from Philly, so of the leg up understanding the offense, it might be Minshew out of the gate. Minshew and Richardson seems so, like a reasonable yes, tandem. That's, he's your bridge guy, Minshew, right. to the if, rookie. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see Unless if they get Lamar. If, if, yeah, if, well, if they get Lamar, <laughs> but just it's just – do you think Richardson lasts till four? I think somebody's going to trade into Arizona's pick at three for Richardson. Right. That's what I do. Th- so I my do point believe. is, is maybe he get, they get Levis. Yeah. yeah. And once, that's a guy that's sitting. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it goes back to Minshew, I think, is going to play out right. of the okay. game. Okay. A more noteworthy one here, guys. 49ers GM John Lynch said Brock Purdy has earned the right to be the starter in 2023. That is shocking here we are. to me. That is shocking and they signed Sam that. Darnold. Why is that shocking to you? Because they spent the third pick in the draft on Trey Lance. I, I, yes, they did. But you know what happened? Trey Lance got hurt, and Brock Purdy went undefeated and led him to the NFC Championship game, where then he got hurt. But, like, when you hear John Lynch say he's earned the right, the dude's statement. earned the right. Big statement. Has Trey Lance lost the right? Trey Lance hasn't played. He's the third pick in the draft. They has he earned of- the right to play? He has not. You know why he hasn't earned the right to play? Because he hasn't played. I think- I'm not saying it's his fault that he hasn't played, but I'm just saying the dude hasn't played. How do you go to a locker room and say, like, listen, I know this guy stepped in and went un-effing defeated mm. – for like to a win six, now six and zero, oh, yeah. six and zero, oh, won a playoff game, and you know who knows what would have happened in the championship game. You know how do you say like? But we're still going back to the guy that's played what three games in the last three years. What was Trey Lance played one game his senior year? Yeah, and, showcase game. They didn't he have played, a season. Right, the North Dakota State. He had the yep. showcase game that they did for him. Yep. Then he played one. He played the the Chicago game as a pro, and maybe he's barely played in three years. And, right, and he only he didn't have a. Brock huge... Purdy's played more games as a yeah. pro than than uh, Trey Lance has, and was a four year starter in college. Thank you. I just Here. thought the the way that they would frame it would be that it's going to be a camp battle, and that there would be it would be figured out that way, and then you can go with Purdy after that. This seems like they're just completely writing off Trey Lance. The fact as well, like Sam Darnold That's surely wouldn't part. be signing to be a third stringer. I would bet that the Trey Lance isn't on the roster. Uh, it feels like he's going to get traded. traded. That's how I feel about this. Trey Lance gets yeah, traded. Yeah, you sign Sam Darnold. Yeah. And I mean, where what is the role for Trey Lance on this in this organization anymore? Yeah, I just don't understand the Darnold sign. You don't. Sam, That's the part to me. Yeah. If so you went to Cam and said, Purdy, except no, yeah. the, the the Sam Darnold signing is is like is hey, Trey Lance either isn't healthy or isn't ready for prime time. Brock Purdy isn't healthy in time. But you know what? Sam Darnold is a professional NFL quarterback, like or whatever. Like Kyle Shanahan could be like, you know, listen, I made Brock Purdy a thing. I made Jimmy Garoppolo a thing. McMullins. I can make Mullins <laughs> a thing. CJ Beathard completed passes in my offense. I can make I can work with Sam Darnold. They needed a veteran that wouldn't completely if if the two guys they have, if if Purdy and Lance aren't ready, uh, because of health reasons or or in Lance's case, just, you know, uh, uh, seasoning. If they're not ready, then they needed a veteran who wouldn't completely derail it. So whether it was Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew or Taylor Heineke, they needed a guy like that. They needed one of those. Jacoby Brissett would have been fine for them as well. One of those guys. They needed a guy like that that would have been fine. And so how many options did Sam Darnold have? I mean, Sam Darnold, like, crashed out in New York, crashed out in Carolina. To me, this is a great opportunity. Sam Darnold made the right move. Yes. Even if I can get two games under Kyle and look like maybe I got a chance to resurrect my career here, um, but uh, I think that the the Niner the only argument for Trey Lance is um, 
is that, hey, we would be embarrassed because we, we traded up for him. We, we gave so much draft capital. We gave up to, to get this kid. But the fact is, is if they feel like they can win with Brock Purdy, and I, I don't know why they wouldn't feel that way because they did. They won six games with the guy. Yeah. All six, you know, every game he started, he's, he won in the regular season. And a playoff game. Right, and a playoff game. Like, then you're just like, okay, well, fine. Yes, we, we overpaid for Trey Lance. That was a mistake. But, by the way, we also got a starting quarterback with the seventh pick. You know, the, 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 the Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Relevant, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, we've hit on Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, they've hit on so many guys late in the draft. And, like, whatever. Elijah Mitchell was a sixth-round pick. Like, they've, they've, they've got so many hits, you know, from late in the draft and free agency that they can afford to take a little egg in the face for their first-round pick. It's going to be fun seeing Trey Lance in a Ravens jersey um, in a few months. Feels like that's coming. <laughs> All right, guys. We the also commanders just called. They said, <laughs> we're out on Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't, they Do just not don't. ask us. Yeah. We're telling you now. Don't even call. Like, we're not interested. By the way, in case you missed it, too, we're also out on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. It's like they interject every yeah. conversation yeah. with that. We're like, not we, trading for Patrick And then Mahomes, somebody three-way, right? the Falcons yeah. three-wayed into the call. So <laughs> same with us. Yeah. Please. <laughs> we're playing Desmond Ritter. We're playing Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Guys, we also heard from Bills coach Sean McDermott, uh, who wants Josh Allen to begin taking fewer hits in 2023. Judy Batista got to speak to Coach McDermott and, and basically asked, how do you get him to stop taking so many hits? And if it makes him nervous, McDermott said, absolutely, yeah, I don't think that's a healthy way to play quarterback in this league. And it's undefeated that things are going to happen when you play that style, uh, that brand of football. We have to get adjusted, and it's never going to go completely away, but it has to get where it's workable. Let me throw this to you guys. Does this start to make your you know, head turn a little bit and say, is Josh Allen's running ability going to take a step back next year because the Bills are very focused on improving the offensive line, very focused on getting back to the run game, where Allen maybe isn't this alien QB1 in fantasy anymore if they start protecting his body a little bit? Yeah, I mean, no. 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 I mean, like, <laughs> like, no. Like, like, here's the thing. Maybe, does he run a little bit less? Does he have a few less rushing touchdowns? Maybe. Does it affect us in any way? Like, are we still are we drafting him lower than we would? No, he's still Josh Allen. You know, it's I, I go back to the, the Cam Newton quote: "You got to let the lion roar," mm. right? Whatever it was, right? You know, <laughs> I think that's that's the quote. The fact is, is that Josh Allen last year, twenty-two goal-to-go carries over the last two seasons, that's second most among quarterbacks. Thirty-two carries inside the ten over the past two seasons as well, second most among quarterbacks. Um, so the. You know, when they get in close, like, a lot of times they'll call his own number. And, like, just that's how he plays. He's instinctual. Yes. Like, he, he's just. It's not even designed. It's not, a lot yeah. of it isn't designed. Some of it is. To me, I think that quote is less about, am I worried about Josh Allen's fantasy value deteriorating? I'm not. Like, he's still going to run enough. You know what I mean? He's still going to throw a lot, right? And especially, by the way, if they end up getting Hopkins. Like, anyway, Josh Allen's still going to be one of the first quarterbacks off the board in every fantasy draft this year. But to me, it makes Damian Harris interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just think that was a kind of underrated signing that happened during this free agency period. And we all love James Cook, and we want to free James Cook. But I think this is going to be a committee. And if they, if they want to take some, some hits off of Josh Allen's body, that's one way to do it is they get on the five-yard line and, hey, Damian Harris, you Watch know, it pound in. it in. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. Two, two things. One, 
McDermott, what's he supposed to say to that question? No, we want Allen to take more hits. That'd be great. More hits for Josh Allen. And then two, it reminds me of what Frank Reich said preseason last year, talking about Jonathan Taylor's workload and not wanting him to have that same workload yeah. and wanting Naheem Hines to be more involved. First game of the season, Jonathan Taylor had 31 carries. Like, it just doesn't... You, you basically you just have to ride the players with their skills. And what makes Josh Allen so special is that he's able to take those hits, that he is a battering ram, that he's a freak. And yeah. so maybe he gets minimized the touch, but not really yeah, relevant. The, I mean, the fact purposes. of the matter is, and you can speak to this, uh, I think, better than anyone here at the table, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that Josh Allen is not RG3. He's not some stick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like Josh Allen's like a, you know, almost like a linebacker. He's like he's six five, two thirty five. He is. I mean, like he's yeah. a he's a he's a big freaking dude who can take hits like yeah. that. I mean, like that that's my point is is like you don't realize how big these some of these guys are. There are some quarter some mobile quarterbacks that are like, you know, like, that you're like you're sort of like Trey Lance. You're like ah, you know, not Trey Lance. Sorry, like Bryce Young, where you're just sure. sort of like ah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. You know, or like RG three. That was always the thing is that RG three was just like he was super fast, but he was super skinny. You know what I mean? Like, Josh Allen is like a, a thick dude. That was the thing with Cam Newton, too. Cam Newton was just like a big, hard guy to bring down. Yeah, it's a massive part of Allen's game. And I think for the Bills, when it's crunch time and you need to lean on that, they're going to lean on that. That's it's, what they pay for. He, so it makes him special. Right. He, he just, you know, instincts take over. Adrenaline takes over. Like, maybe when he's on the wrong side of 30, sure. But, like, for next year... Josh Allen still has to be one of the first quarterbacks that's drafted in fantasy. Definitely. In a second, we're going to get to some notable free agency moves and trades from Wave 2. But before we do, baseball returns this week, but there's still time to get those drafts in, so be sure to pick up your Roto World Baseball Draft Guide to get all the best player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to dominate your draft. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash draft guide and use Pennant25 to save 25% at checkout. And somebody named that. Matthew Berry wrote the... Matthew Berry comes home. He comes home. Wrote the intro. To I wrote the guy. intro. It was pretty good. It you, makes uh, it feel in- like I wrote the top 100 prospects. <laughs> yes. Sleepers and busts. Matthew Berry comes Which home. Which I may or may not. The top 100 You'll prospects. have to buy this to find yeah. out what I wrote and what I did not write. I did this write something in this. This isn't you on Alec Manoa? <laughs> being a bust? No. Andres uh, Jimenez? But J-Rod is taking over. It's a Seattle storm. Yes. Although the truth of the matter is that the Mariners... The, the storm is, I, I think, their WNBA I think it's team, a, right? It's a play on words, but <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yes, interesting. Might be Matthew. All right, yeah. good. Anyway, yeah. there's cheat sheets, player profiles, and projections. Anyway, everything that you could possibly want. I have my draft tonight. It's chock full of fantasy it. baseball goodness. Yes, I will say. I will say this: the um, Roto World started as a fantasy baseball site back in the day. That was the first thing that it was known for. Matthew Puglio, uh who still uh, to this day, you know, runs the baseball section. Does a great job as an FSWA Hall of Famer. Is the guy that hired me. My very first job at Roto World was because Matthew Puglia hired me. He is as good a baseball analyst as it is. The team over there at Roto World that does the fantasy baseball analysis for us is really top notch. And so if you play fantasy baseball, it is well worth your time and your money. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We mentioned uh, earlier in the show the Elijah Moore trade. Yeah. And we have not gotten to go into detail about that yet. The Browns, with the obvious need for wide receiver help, besides Amari Cooper, acquire Elijah Moore. And they get also the Jets' 2023 third-rounder in exchange for the Browns sending back this year's second-round pick, which was pick 42 in this draft. The Jets signed McCall Hardman on a one-year deal, so they bring Hardman in. They shipped Elijah Moore out. Let's, before we get to all the Jets' receiver impacts, let's talk about the Browns with Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore did not have the season he had hoped for last year. Now he goes into what we expect will be a more uh, potential explosive situation for him in Cleveland. This is, this is a chance for Elijah Moore to resurrect his career. Like, the guy didn't suddenly forget how to play football. This is a guy who showed flashes as a rookie, somebody who a lot of people liked coming out of college as well. And so, obviously, it just it went south in New York. But it was hard to see a path to fantasy relevancy for him in New York, not with Garrett Wilson, not with the signing of Alan Lazard. They've also got some other mouths to feed, as we talk about, with Hardman coming in and some of the other guys. So um, Corey Davis still currently on yeah, the roster. Right. So hard to, it was hard to see a path for Elijah Moore to have fantasy relevancy this year in New York. Now he's got a chance in Cleveland where it's really just it's Amari Cooper and then we don't know. There's Donovan Peoples-Jones and they've got David Bell as well. And, they've, you know, they've got some guys, but... Um, the fact is, is that I think there's a chance that Elijah Moore is the number two receiver. They've got Njoku as well, who will be a big part of the passing offense. But there's a chance. I, you're probably not drafting Elijah Moore, except you're in a super deep league. But he is. I think there's a chance for fantasy relevancy. There's a chance we'll be talking about Elijah Moore this season as a hot pickup or potentially as a late-round sleeper as we see what Cleveland does the rest of the way. Yeah, I think you said that Elijah Moore hasn't forgotten to play how to play football. I don't think the Sean Watson's forgotten how to play football either. And that team has so much upside the rest of the way. Like, they have the same odds as the Raiders to win the AFC. They have worse odds than the Broncos. To me, the Browns have a ton of upside. Yeah. And I would not be surprised at all if, they're, if they win the division and in an AFC title game. As for the Jets, Especially, by the way, in a division that might not have Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Right? I mean, like, you've got, you've, got, you've got the Bengals there that, that are concerned. They're the favorite. They're the, but. Right. But, you know, the Steelers are still, Steelers are, you know, 8-9, 8-9, 9-8, 7-10. You know, they're, they're always going to be, like, kind of middle of the pack. So, anyway, yeah, Browns become interesting. So, with this trade for the Jets, all the talk immediately pivots to, does this open the door for Odell Beckham to join the Jets when they do finalize a trade for Aaron Rodgers and we did hear from Robert Sala on Odell Beckham this week things have to work out obviously there's a there's a whole lot of different things and again uh, I apologize I'm deferring to Joe a lot but those are things like when when you start talking money and all that stuff it just it becomes something else so that's again something I'd have to defer to Joe so Sala very brief on Odell Beckham we know Rodgers was not Rodgers was pretty honest about uh, hopes of playing with Odell Beckham or why wouldn't you want to at this stage coming off the injury not playing in a while, how do we even project Odell's impact, even if it is in a good quarterback situation but a crowded situation? I don't think he can. Right? I, I think fantasy-wise, it's a, it's a nice-to-have, must-have. Would not want to leave the draft needing to count on Odell Beckham Jr. 
It's one of those things that you draft him as your fourth wide receiver and you hope you get. You hope you get the old OBJ. But if it doesn't work out, then you're like, you know, it's fine. I've got my two starters. I've got a third guy that I, th- I can slot in on, on bye weeks and that kind of thing. So that's what I th- – I would not – he might be overdrafted, especially if he goes to New York. He's a big name paired with Rodgers, assuming that trade goes through. So you could see a scenario where he gets overdrafted. But in terms of where I'll rank him and where I'll value him is like – is a, you know, is a nice-to-have sleeper. You know, but I would not want to count on him for anything this season. Yeah, and I mean, he was he was really good with the Rams. He did his job. He yeah. probably would have won Super Bowl MVP if he didn't um, tear his ACL in that game. But I mean, I, you're taking Alan Lazard over Odell Beckham, uh, and there is a chance as well that Mikael Hardman uh, might produce more than Odell. We just don't know with the injury and the age. Yep. Another wide receiver move on the market, wave two of the market here, guys. The Panthers continue to add to their wide receiver room. We know they signed Adam Thielen. Uh, after trading DJ Moore, they signed DJ Chark from the Lions, formerly of the Lions, one year, $5 million contract here. Jay, obviously not maybe a big needle mover, but there's a lot of opportunity there in Carolina and what could be a solid offense depending on how their rookie quarterback plays. Yeah, definitely. And they've got a really good offensive line, which helps. I mean, this is probably slightly bad for Thielen that there's another established vet there. I mean, DJ Chark's not super exciting, but I think it certainly raises the level of competence. And then probably also is relevant for, you know, if it is CJ Stroud who's coming in there, it probably helps him just that he's got more competent vets around him. Yeah, I would agree. All right, a couple other free agent moves, maybe lower tier here. I want to know if any of these stand out to you guys. The Ravens signed Nelson Aguilar to a one-year $3.25 million deal. The Colts signed Isaiah McKenzie. The Giants just continue to add every slot wide receiver What's going on, the Giants? on the market. 17 wide receivers. They, and they're all played the slot, by the way. Jameson right. Crowder uh, goes. They're not all going to make the team, you know. Yeah. I mean, weird. that's the thing. Uh, the Cowboys signed Ronald Jones to a one-year $1.23 million deal. Kind of interesting there, considering it's just Pollard, but we know they're going to add a running back in the draft. The Jags signed Dearness Johnson to a one-year deal, and then the Raiders add to their tight end room by signing Austin Hooper to a one-year $2.8 million deal. So uh, the three things that jump out at me, first off, uh, just a question for you, Jay. Do you think when the Ravens signed Nelson Aguilar that that's why Lamar Jackson demanded the trade? Like, like he's just like, now I'm done. Now I'm done. For the love of God. That's your big free agent wide receiver movie that you get me? Is Nelson Aguilar, I'm out. from the same cloth as Devin DuVernay, Demarcus Robinson. They just keep doing this. Same brand. How about Uh, we get DeAndre Hopkins? Sammy Hawkins and Sean Jackson. (laughs) Exactly. Could you... um, but the two ones that are interesting to me, the most interesting to me of all those is Austin Hooper. Sure. Right? I mean, again, Darren Waller leaves a big target share. Foster Moreau is, is, has retired or, you know. Is, you know medical his, leave with cancer. Right, right yes. exactly. Yep. So, you know, awful situation with Foster. But the fact is, is Austin Hooper is a nice, is a nice pass-catching tight end. Somebody who at one point in his career was the number one tight end in fantasy back in Atlanta his last year with the Falcons. Hooper becomes kind of interesting to me. It's kind of like if you punt on tight end and you're looking late. Yeah, like to me. Austin, of all those free agent signings, Austin Hooper uh, with, the, with the Raiders becomes kind of interesting. Remember, Raiders tight ends had an 18% target share last season. Yep. Isaiah McKenzie might be wide receiver two on the Colts if Alec Pierce doesn't make a big move um, behind Pittman. So that yeah, could lost be, Paris Campbell. Yeah, lost yeah. Paris Campbell. That could, could be relevant. Yeah, and, and I will say also that, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with Jermichael Hasty, but Dearness Johnson, who is when he's gotten an opportunity to start in Cleveland, has proven himself... You know, he becomes an interesting uh, insurance back for those that draft uh, Travis Etienne high. All right, that's a thin running back room. And it's, yeah, and he's a good guy, and it's a good offense. He's a good player and a good offense, and so 
I think he would be a must-draft if you draft Travis Etienne. Download the Roto-World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Connor, you've been doing some draft rankings. A couple here and there. Some draft rankings. They show up on NBCSportsEdge.com. You've been grinding the tape. That's right. You know, um, you're you're sort of bleary-eyed. You you put on a Mets jersey (laughs) um, instead of something football-related. And so you now have your uh, your first your first sort of um, try at positional draft ranking. Yeah, top this fives. Is your, your your initial top fives at the position. So let's start at the quarterback where everyone wants to. This is and, and you're basing this on what? Base? Are you basing this on how you think they'll be as pros? Yes. Fantasy relevancy? What? Your ranking? The, your rankings are what? Exactly. So these are based on based on just pro potential. After they get drafted, I will tailor specific fantasy rankings sure, because sure. that is going to be very important, especially at the tight end position. I would think, of course, landing spots for running back and wide receiver. But with quarterbacks right here, we'll just start who I think has the best pro potential. Bryce Young is still number one for me. I know Stroud and Anthony Richardson have been the hotter names throughout this process. I still think Bryce Young is the smartest player at the position. He throws with the most anticipation, timing. He's got athleticism. The size is an outlier. You either are going to live with it or you're going to pass on it. And for me, it's an outlier I'm willing to accept. Stroud, another high-end player. These are both top ten players to me, and then you get a little bit of a drop-off. I like Richardson's traits. I think he needs that redshirt year. Then Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, to me, guys, are in the same tier, and I know a lot of people don't really necessarily see it that way, but I do think there is a drop-off where Levis and Hooker probably both go in the first round, but I don't think they're the bona fide top ten selections, and I think Hooker needs a redshirt year because of the injury, but I think Levis does just for uh, slowing the game down a little bit. Well, I saw our colleague Chris Sims, who always does his quarterback ranking as well, he loves Hooker. Yeah, he seems very high on Hooker. He seems very high. QB3. I think that's what I saw as well, that he has him as his third best quarterback. What is the infatuation with Will Levis? I don't really understand it. He can throw at 400 yards. Yes, yeah, right? That's it. Pro size. uh, he, He has the pro body type he can move a little bit but the accuracy in the decision making is just, it's just not play there. quarterback it's just not there right and that's what and then you know you start to hear the excuses that Kentucky lost a lot of talent they had different coaching changes and 
I understand that, but at the end of the day, he's got a long ways to go because the game's only going to get faster going from the SEC to the NFL level. So I think Levis needs time, and I think teams have cooled a little bit. We've yes. gotten away from him being a top-five pick to mm. maybe more 6-15 to 15 kind of range. Yeah. By the way, criticism of me is often the same. Like, just <laughs> poor accuracy, poor decision-making. Yeah. It's often, big you know, arm, though. Big arm, big, big arm. arm. We've got the NFL quarterback body. <laughs> yeah. but you don't um, put mayo in your coffee. Like I don't put does. mayo in my coffee. Yes. I'll, I'll, do um, I'll do that. I'll do that. A few slots down the track. Yes. You know, it is interesting in terms of where we, uh, where we rank fantasy versus reality, right, is that a lot of the running backs will go much later in drafts, and yet they'll be drafted much higher in fantasy. Where are you, Connor, in terms of your running back rankings at I, the moment? B, yeah, Bijan Robinson's going to be that 1-1 one, sure. one star in Dynasty. Everybody would love to get up and get Bijan, and you get it because you have a superstar running back for the next, who knows, what, six years. We don't know the shelf life anymore because he can run, he can catch, he can pass protect. He's really, uh, to me, he really does remind me of Todd Gurley at his prime of wow. what he can do. It, he creates missed tackles, forced, unlike anyone we've seen, and that's going all the way back to Saquon years ago. So Bijan's special, but then you get into Jameer Gibbs. I mean, he looks like the third Cook brother to me, kind of this mix of of Dalvin and James. Slender kind of guy, but excellent burst speed, outside zone ability. Charbonnet, a bigger back at UCLA, uh, 6'2", 225, a transfer from Michigan, so he's a true Big Ten back playing in the pack, just running over everybody. But soft hands, big body, can handle the workhorse load. I think the, the fantasy community would be really high on Charbonnet because of the amount of carries he can handle. A-Chain's kind of a different guy, as you know him very well, Barry, obviously being an A&M player. Track speed, Dallas track superstar coming out of high school. He can hit the home run. Uh, it, I think his pass catching is still a work in progress, which kind of limits his rookie potential for me. But that home run hitting speed is special. And then you look at Ty he's By the way, I'll just say about yeah. A-Chain, he is a, he's, for a guy that, that that's fast, he's tougher than you'd think. Like, they run him in between they, the they tackles. Run, they run him between yes. the tackles in the SEC. I mean, like, yeah. and, and he can, like, there were a couple of games for A&M last year where, like, they just, they kind of rode A-Chain, especially because they had issues at the quarterback position, and they had to lean on their run game. I like A-Chain quite a bit. Yeah, and then Ty J. Spears is the last one. I think he'll be a, a popular fantasy sleeper, depending where he lands, because he's the smaller back that makes people miss, but they hand him the ball over 200 times, and he's yeah. fine. He can handle the workload, so don't be fooled by the size. Yep. This year, stunning amount of rookies who contributed in fantasy straight away between Brees Hall before he went down, yeah. Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, even Tyler Algier by the end of the season having huge games. How many of these guys outside of Bijan are going to be able to produce that level? I think all five of them. Maybe not at that level. Bijan will be... Bijan has a higher ceiling than anybody we've seen in years. It's just that simple. Jameer Gibbs as well. I just wonder, does a team look at Gibbs' size and limit his, work, his workload? But he's got such a explosive nature that he could be really really special and then Charbonnet is the one for me he could, I think he could be this year's Damian Pierce I really okay. do you look at the size the ability to catch the football uh, break tackles and it, he's if he goes to a place where it's you know committee but best player wins he'll be the best player I think pretty quickly so I think it just depends on where they land right because fantasy it's yep. not just yep. about talent but it's also opportunity like Ken Walker would have been drafted a lot higher had he in fantasy yep. had he not gone to a situation where in, he was going to start the season behind, behind Rashad Penny. And honestly, if Penny doesn't get hurt, who knows what ends up happening, you know, if Ken Walker would have gotten a shot. I mean, they they were running Penny, you know, the first first handful of weeks. Yep. You know, Brees Hall was always going to sort of overtake that backfield at some point. Just a matter of time. Yep. Just a matter of time. But, like, the rest of the guys, like, again, Algier was in a committee and 
So yeah. I think a lot of these, we've now kind of crossed the Rubicon both with, I mean, with all, basically all positions where it's like you shouldn't be downgrading them necessarily just because they're a rookie. Like if they have the talent and they have the opportunity, like guys just aren't sitting as much. No. I mean, you still obviously get situations like, oh, you know, Isaiah Spiller looks really cool, and he, but he's behind an entrenched starter like Eckler. Um, but for the most part, like if you're looking at a Ken Walker and thinking that, uh, you know, maybe he's not going to get the chance even if Rashad Penny does go down because there's other guys in that backfield, I think coaches are showing a willingness across the board to ride rookies. Is yeah, I would agree with that for the most part, but then you just you just never know, right? Sure. I mean, like I mean, James Cook is somebody that I thought should have gotten more run yep. than he did in Buffalo last year. But again, veteran team with Super Bowl aspirations, and they probably you know they wanted to trust uh, you know Devin Singletary, and then they make the trade for Hines, two veteran guys that maybe aren't as explosive as Cook, but you feel a little bit more uh, you feel safer about you know, and so. Um, you know, and it's always it's always about uh, about uh, rookies as well, right? It's in terms of you know, probably they... more relevant for the receiver position, just because we don't see these seasons out of like Justin Jefferson, his rookie season, uh, Olave and Wilson last year. Like that typically didn't really happen. No, and, and we're not going to be spoiled in that group this year. We're not. I mean, running back's really good. Quarterback's really strong. It's going to be a big dynasty quarterback year. We'll get to tight ends in a second. It's a massive tight end year. But when you look at the wide receiver ranks, sure. I mean, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba can have a really big rookie season. I'm very high on him. He's been my number one wide receiver since last summer. And you hope he goes into a role where the team has a number one and he just plays the slot right away. That's what he did right. at Ohio State in between Alave and Garrett Wilson. But after that, it's a lot of role players, a lot of, you know, number two, number three types, Jordan Addison. Quentin Johnson has the size to be a number one, but he's just not a natural pass catcher. Too many drops on tape for me and needs to play to that size more often. I like Cedric Tillman more than his teammate, Jalen Hyatt. I know everybody's high on Hyatt's speed. He's kind of a Will Fuller clone, but Tillman in 2021, massive game was against Alabama and Georgia. He was just hurt this year, so he's kind of that injury sleeper. If he didn't get hurt, he would be in everybody's top five. Zay Flowers will be a hot name as well. I don't really trend to smaller wide receivers being in the top two to three each year for me, but if he goes somewhere where he can play the slot, he's kind of an Elijah Moore clone when you watch him play, okay. very similar skill set. So that's going to depend on opportunity for Zay Flowers. Yeah. And often does. But yep. it's, we just don't have, la- like last year, we were talking about Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson. I, I said it. Dotson, yeah. I mean, my top six from last year would be ahead of every guy on that list except JSN. Yeah. So that's that's the difference in the receiver class. JSN right now is minus 200 to be the first wide receiver taken. Is that done, or could anyone jump in? I'm kind of surprised it's still on the board. There's a really? chance because of Quentin oh. Johnson's size, but. I mean, Jordan Addison with 173 at the Combine and ran 4.49. That's just too small and not electric fast where he could sneak into number one. It, it feels like it's, it's almost a wrap at wide receiver one. There you go. Okay, there you go. Got the All minus right. 200. Yeah. Use promo code Barry at BetMGM.com yeah. yeah, when you do that. Essentially free. Let's, uh, let's close free. out with tight ends. Tight ends. Uh, so, I think you're higher on uh, the number two guy perhaps than most. Yeah, most. and that's because this is pro potential, right? Darnell Washington's calling card is he's a sixth offensive lineman with more receiving upside. The reason he didn't get the ball out Georgia is because Brock Bowers, their tight end, he will be a future tight end one in fantasy in a couple of years from now. So Washington, maybe not a top guy in fantasy, but a great player. Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, uh, Luke Musgrave down there at number five, elite speed. These guys are pass catchers. And, and with Mayer, it's more possession PPR kind of pass catching. But when you look at Kincaid and Musgrave, they have the speed up the seam to be big play pass catching threats. So we were due for a big tight end year, especially when you look at the barren wasteland and fantasy of if you don't have Kittle, Andrews, Pitts didn't have a good year, you're kind of scrapping week to week. I think this class can kind of buck that trend where you have some consistency at the tight end position in fantasy two years from now. It'd be great. We would love that. We need it. You know, like, we need it. There's, you know, Kelsey, Hawkinson, 
Kittle, like it gets yeah. it gets thin quick. Sick yeah. of getting my, my heart broken by Isaiah Likely and those kind oh, of types. Isaiah Likely, I yeah. was waiting for him all Maybe year. Maybe he can finally break out with Lamar Jackson's gone. Lamar was holding him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Now that yeah. they go, when they go their five running back. Yeah, that, now when situ- Zeke is playing cool. The Carson Wentz-led Ravens offense. Isaiah Likely? What do you think of that, I don't love that. Carson Wentz. Maybe I'll pro quarterback Tyler Huntley will return to the Ravens. There you go. People forget that. Yep. They do. I'll never forget it. Yeah. That he was an all-pro this year. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for us, That guys. wraps it up. Yeah, listen, uh, it's closing time, man. You, you guys don't have to go home, but you <laughs> can't stay here. We're back next week. Check out RotorWorld.com and uh, NBCSportsEdge.com for all your fantasy needs, baseball or football. For Jay and Connor, I'm Matthew. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.